0: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. Grady Jarrett sees the plan. Alex Anthopoulos has done it again. And last but not least, in for the culture. So you saying there's a chance? It's all coming up next, right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go.
1: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. This episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the official sports book for Locked On. Visit fandu.com slash locked on to learn more. ATL Day Ones is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But, Jamie, when you think about the Falcons going through their OTAs and getting ready to hit those mandatory mini accounts here pretty soon, I think one of the things that I bought, T, and I have talked about on this show is the fact that, you know, when you look at what the Falcons, what's new to this Falcons team is, is a lot of new pieces on the, on this Falcons defense side of the football. But one thing that I've kind of honed in on now is the fact that Ryan Nielsen is the defensive coordinator for this team. And Ryan Nielsen used to be a defensive line coach. And the Atlanta Falcons have had so many issues of getting to the quarterback. It just seemed like they haven't been able to do it. Now, with all these additional pieces – and Ryan Nielsen now as the defense coordinator, given his background as a defensive line coach, do you feel like he can elevate this this defense for this year and play up to par where at least where our expectations are and for the uh the Falcons brass as well?
1: Look at where he came from. Uh as much as we hate that group, you know, we're not gonna we're gonna yeah. not nah, yeah. not gonna talk too much about them right. But not too you much. have yeah. to give them their yeah. You have to give them their props, man. Um you know, their defensive line play has been been up to standard, man. And so as a coordinator and, and Ryan Nielsen being able to come over to this franchise and kind of implement what he's done there, um, I think he can take it next level because I think um, any coordinator that wants to leave their mark on, on a team and take that next ascension, uh, I think full well uh, that he will um, impact this uh, tremendously. Uh, I, I think when you look at You know, even the head coaches to a degree, if you look back at Dan Quinn, Mike Smith, uh, they were coordinators. They were highly regarded coordinators. Mm -hmm. So I think um, the talent of of the brain trust of, of, um, of, you know, uh, the Falcons franchise in general can Mm -hmm. pick out talent, uh, whether it be coordinators or head coaches that have been able to um galvanize the team so I think it is a right move I think he can take this d-line to the next level especially when it comes to talking about having sacks we've been talking about that problem for years when it comes to this franchise you know everyone's you know suggested something we could do uh bring in people in this that and the third and I, and so I think you know with the pedigree that Terry Farno has established he knows Ryan Nielsen he knows um his capabilities I think we have to give them time to kind of mesh and gel with this franchise. And I think they both want to make impressions. So I think, yes, um, the eagerness and, and the willingness to be good, uh, I think, carries them over. But along with that, just the personnel that they brought in from that, um, uh, from that franchise that he already knows. You know, I know we're going we're gonna to touch on this a little bit later, but I, I think they've gone in a really good direction to improve that defense in general.
0: Absolutely, and, and I'm with you on that because oftentimes, a lot a lot of times you can really tell what type of effect a coach can have on, on a, a particular defense and how his veterans respond to him, how they talk about him. And one of the things that I thought that really stood out to me with Grady Jarrett when he spoke to the media on Friday down in Mercedes-Benz, it was the fact that he talked about how intense Ryan Nielsen was. That means that he's... Nielsen has already had an effect on him, and he kind of looking into his eyes and saying, hey, man, here where your eyes are. You know, like, like, he's really a detailed type of guy when you talk about where Grady Jarrett's eyes are on this particular play. Like, where are you supposed to be looking? Why aren't you looking this way? Here's why, why you're supposed to be looking that way. Those are some of the things that, the details that help guys like Grady Jarrett, who's a veteran who's been in the league going into his ninth year of the season and coming off a year where he had seven sacks, that's how he gets better. Like the little fine minute things that Ryan Nielsen has to be able to point out in order to, for a veteran like Grady to take it to that next level. And I think that that's a very good sign, right? Because I know I had my reservations about, Getting the first time core, a defense coordinator because Dennis Allen, you know, called the plays, and Nielsen was the co-defense coordinator because he knew Allen knew that more than likely some some team was going to come and call him because of what he did with that defensive line. So I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing so far with the veterans and how they responded, specifically Grady Jerry because hey, he's the guy. That, I know Calais Campbell's been in the lead for a long time and all that stuff, but. Grady is the guy that's been in this locker room and he's been in this locker room for quite some time. And he has the respect of uh, pretty much everyone in that locker room. So if he's starting to feel the effect already, that's that means that I'm not as concerned as I was, but obviously I'm still going to have my eyes on it. And I think that Nielsen is going to be a guy that, um, gonna, that's, that's, that more than likely is going to have an effect on his team. If he's already starting So, to do so in the spring. Now, like you like you mentioned, like, you know the, the the New Orleans Saints. You know I'm going to say it just this one time, so everybody knows what we, who we're talking about. Just they, one. that's one time, and that's, that's my first and last time. David Onyemata was the guy who was brought in, and I, I think that when you think about David Onyemata and Grady Jarrett combining to 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 play with each other, I start to get a little excited because those guys are pretty much cut from the same cloth when you talk about being underestimated, coming out of college, and everything, not having not necessarily being the first-round draft pick, coming in, starting right away, and all that stuff. So one thing that I thought was pretty cool, Grady Jarrett was on the Green Light podcast. Uh, oh, I mean, um, the Long brother. Yeah, it's Chris, Long. Chris. Chris Long. Chris Long. Chris Long. Chris Long's uh, podcast is called the Green Light podcast. So he mentioned how glad he was to play with David Onayimata because he knows that he can come in and play right away and not have to worry about the learning curve with a high-round draft pick. Do you think... That's why Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith loaded up with the veterans on that side of the football because they know, hey, they're trying to get to the playoffs and they don't have time to necessarily develop a guy um, on the defensive side of football because they know pretty much things are going to be rolling on the offensive, so offensive side, so they need a defense to come along as well.
1: I think it, that's exactly what the plan was. If you look at how they drafted, uh, they got you know players on the defensive uh, end who, who can come in. And, and probably spell players, but with the amount of free agents they brought in that were already, you know, pretty much um tailor-made to play right now, you know, the players they drafted can, you know, sit behind these players and, and actually look and develop um while winning. Uh this is the the third year of the of this you know Arthur Smith regime, Terry yeah. Bono regime. Mm-hmm. They gotta win this year. Yeah, they gotta, you know, show some signs Absolutely. of of improvement of taking that next step. Um, with this brain trust uh because the fan base is impatient. They want to know what's going on. They see those offensive pieces. So you need veterans. You you picked up, you know, you know, we talked about Animada already, you know, Calais Campbell uh being able to come in and and I still say it's a it goes a long way to to just think about Calais Campbell choosing the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Now whether or not you can, you know, you want to go down that line a little bit and say, well, maybe it's the money, maybe it's this, you don't know where he was offered elsewhere. No. I think when you've already been a winner, uh, I think when you choose a franchise who says we're you gonna can win, smell it. I think yeah, yeah, I think you can the, smell it. <laughs> absolutely the confidence that this yeah. this culture staff and front office has to take that next ascension, and I think the division the is tailor made to win this year. Uh, I think that, yeah, I think that was absolutely the game plan. And as mad as some people were that, you know, they didn't pick uh, uh, the likes of Jalen Carter, um, you know. I'm still you, a little salty be, you, about you that one.
0: Included. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one. I was leading that charge. <laughs> still, so quietly. I'm quiet as careful. You know what, Jamie? Just just real quick. I Now that I think about it, I'm sitting up here kind of like being, trying to be as quiet as possible, man, because I've been hearing nothing but amazing things coming out of philadelphia about how that man has been performing since he's been up there. i know they haven't put on the pads yet but i think it says something if they are already chirping about you know you know uh philadelphia getting the steal and they ain't even put the pads on yet i think we know what to expect once they put the pads on so yeah, we're gonna
1: find out some things and we better win no 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 yeah the falcons better win they better win because you got to justify that pick but i think yeah, it just goes to what the game plan was. And I can yeah. respect the game plan because yeah, no you're putting your job on the line. You yeah. know, you have to go with a philosophy. You can't be wishy-washy. You have to make a decision and stick to that decision. So yeah. that is the route they're going. I think Grady Jarrett is exactly right when it comes to this because when, you come in, when you're come when you coming in um, new defensive coordinator and the attention to detail that you already talked about, I think it's different, especially in the last two years. Different than they've been accustomed to, because the the scheme, especially under Dan Quinn, was simple. Yeah. you know, run and hit. You know, yeah. simple concepts. Uh, this if it's attention to detail and it's something that you haven't done before, because clearly in the last few years it hadn't worked. No. Um, yeah, you need all that you can get and bringing in players that is accustomed to that system is absolutely what they need. So, Grady's you know spot on with that.
0: Yeah, and I think that Grady and uh, Yamada could, has the potential to be a special inside combination. Because you know Definitely. a lot of times, like, everybody always talk about the bookends, right, about who's on either side. I know one of the ones, first thing that comes to mind when I think about bookends is Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis. Like, those guys were amazing on Thursday yes. long. And that was like, it was just a sight to see. So I think that, you know, we have a guy, guys like Grady Jarrett, like you said, coming off a good, a really good season last year. Having to be versatile, you know, all of playing up and down the uh defensive line, you know, being he was playing in that multiple defense. I, I think that he has the opportunity to go back home where he went, three, you know, zero to three technique, you know, and then have a guy that almost essentially is built just like him is from a from a mindset standpoint. I think this thing that, that combination has the potential to be really, really special. All right, but coming up next though, like T and I always have talked about Alex Anthopoulos' greatness. I think we have to do it again. He's done it again, folks. And we'll talk about that next. But first, we got to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the number one sportsbook in America. Because guess what? Guys, like the NBA playoffs are here. The NBA finals, you know, happened yesterday. Did you win some money or did you lose some money? But guess what? Here's the thing: what, what we have right here, right now, just for you, new Fanduel customers, you have the no sweat first bet, and that's up to two thousand five hundred dollars if your first bet doesn't win. That's your f- bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All only to new customers. Now, if you've already been rocking with us, continue to do so. But if you are a new customer and you come to Fanduel, make sure that you go to Fanduel and test out. That FanDuel thing, because guess what, guys? I know a lot of times people you talked about how, you know, you, you you worry about your information getting out there. It's safe and secure. They have promotions every day when you go onto the website. And guess what? You don't have to wait for your money. You get paid instantly. So there's no better place. Bet all the playoff action right there. America's number one sportsbook. So what I want you to do is make sure that you visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, Jamie, we, 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 we talked about the Falcons and how, you know, David Onyemata and Grady Jerry has the potential to be special. But I think there is a special person already in this city, and he is the front office person. The big wig, the big man, making all the decisions in the front office. His name is Alex Anthopoulos. And, and I think he just continues to prove that he has the best front office in baseball. Last night, A.J. Smith-Charver made his debut, and the 20-year-old did not disappoint. How about this? smith shaver retired seven out of the eight batters that he faced. How cool? Let me ask you this, because, you know, you know you've been in this city for a long time, Jamie. And you cover all these teams, all the professional sports teams for just as long. How cool is it to just know that the general manager, the person making all the personnel decisions, knows exactly what he's doing?
1: You know, we've had that a long time um, because regionally. And, of course, no, I'm not originally from Atlanta. Um, But uh when it comes to the Atlanta Braves they're not yeah. just the city they're regional
0: yeah uh, exactly. they they Absolutely. just are you yes. know southeastern yes <laughs> the baseball Turner. yeah yeah all of that so, yes. so
1: understanding what the 90s Braves were with that you know with coach gm and so on we know what that's like now we know it fell off a, a, a tad bit yeah. um but under Alex Anthopoulos, Brian Snicker, man, listen. If you don't trust in Double A, you 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 you're, something's wrong with you, man. Because listen, we just go f- and, and find players. Yeah, they sign very team friendly contracts. Yeah, and they are able to spot talent. I know there was a period of time where you know the farm system was depleted just based on what, what the team was trying to do. But i tell you what, in the last few years, especially under Anthopolis, man, you can see they can spot talent. They make deals that are team-friendly, you know, and obviously players want to play for um, this franchise. And so when you're talking about someone new being able to come up and pitch, we've talked about the injuries all year. And, yes, they've impacted um, them greatly. But when you're talking about the back half of the year, just, just watch this team for a second. You know, because the same thing happened last year, year before, you know, starting off great, you know, had some rough patches in late May, you know, early June. You know, you saw what the series was against the Oakland A's, you know, wasn't our finest hours. Um no. But <laughs> yeah. at the same time, you can see just finding players, finding those diamonds in the rough, you can see what Smith uh, Swaver has, has been able to do so far. And just in the magical performance right there, you can see the potential in what He's able to do, and again, we don't know who's going to come up. Once this team gets fully healthy, you know, once you have Max Free come back and and just players that have been injured, we're start also starting to hit the ball. You know, say Eddie Rosario yeah. starting to do his thing. You know, yeah. um, you know, um, Ozzie Albies is starting to do his thing as well. So when you're talking about this team getting full, being full bear. Or just being just at their, their full complement of players, along with players that AA is discovering in this system that we have, Yeah, they're not worried. The fan base often worries, like we need to go get an arm, we need to go get an arm, right, and that right. very well may still happen. But mm-hmm. tr- trust in AA. Just be patient, you know, kind of like the, you know the Aaron Rodgers, relax, relax. <laughs> yes. It's gonna be okay. AA got it. Trust What's in AA. About-
0: Yes, trust him right now because he is a like a like a double A battery just keep going and going and going and going and going and I think that like this Smith Shaver kind of is eerily similar to a guy like Spencer Strider because you know he started out in the bullpen and he was just throwing gas all over the place and then Smith Shaver is kind of doing it like too I don't want to put any pressure on the man but he reminds me of that, man. He's a guy that's been brought in to have, you know, to do long relief. You know what I'm saying? And we know the Braves need that right now because Jesse Chavez is kind of filling that role and, you know, Jesse, yeah. he's he getting up there in age and he ain't necessarily the guy to be going multiple innings at this point in his in his career. So, yeah, man, shout out to Double A for continuing to find these guys and and if Smith-Schalver ends up being in that starter rotation, I would not be surprised by the end of the year. So, we'll be hey, surprised at all. <laughs> absolutely. Now, there was another thing that went down last night with the, uh, the Atlanta Braves. We kind of find out that, you know, Marcelo Zuna got benched because he, uh, you know, hit a, a nice long shot, right? And, you know, he obviously he the way he was looking at it, he thought it was going out of the park. But it ended up staying in and – The dude ended up only getting a single. And come to some situations and everything like that, he ended up on third base. And more than likely, if he had done what he was supposed to do, which was probably get a double at least, you know, he probably would end up scoring. So in in the end, like you mentioned earlier, with Eddie Rosario hitting that grand slam and at the top of the ninth, he didn't necessarily lose the game because of that. But it is one of those things that Brian Snickers said, you know what? Hey, man, you need to sit your butt down somewhere. And uh, Sean Murphy came in and subbed in for him at DH. But do you think that was the right decision, though?
1: I think it's the right decision when it comes to um, Ozuna in general. You got to think about what's been going on the last few years, man. And, A lot. And <laughs> None it, baseball listen, related, too. <laughs> it, listen, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're not Ronald Acuna. You're,
0: yeah, you're not, not yeah. that
1: guy. Yeah. Um, and, and he's been injured, but he has a style and flair that you know people like. But also, you can see his maturity, um, you know, taking place as well. As far, and I think you know, you can kind of give credit to to that and the kind of season he's having. But when it comes to Ozuna, man, I, you just gotta, you know, Brian Snicker has done a great job in bridging who he is. You got to talk about a Braves lifer that's been in this system. You know, 30, 40 in, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, At least. He's, so he's an old school manager. <laughs> no um, He's yeah. done a, a good job in knowing who his players are. But when you do something like that and you don't hustle, oh, yeah. Yeah, you you know what's coming. And I'm sure Ozuna understands as well. You know, you you can, you know, do a little bit of showboating, but you got to understand your place when it comes to certain stuff. And I'm not just talking about, you know, just him as a player in general, but just the history in in, in – you know, things that have gone on. And he's, you know, improving as of late as well. Like, give him his credit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, you're trying to win ball games. You're trying to get this team back on track. Hey, do what you're supposed to do, especially when it comes to the old school rules of baseball.
0: Yeah, that was one of those rules where I don't mind being – I don't mind it being enforced because, like you said, like, dude, like, I understand. Like, trust me. Like, as a person who loves when cats doggone, you know, doing their little dance and coming around the bases and everything like that, but – when you don't know for a fact that that bad boy is out out of there like you need to be running dude because like the ball was in the air for six seconds like that is an eternity you mm-hmm. know in base in sports you know what i mean so i think that yeah I, I think and i and i like you mentioned how he's been doing well like he batted over up he had a, over in a thousand he had over a thousand ops in the month of may and there's a, more than likely you know Chucker has been talking about on his show on hitting hard about the dude might get player of the month for the month of may so i think it was a, a matter of you know marcel starting to get a little comfortable like oh i'm doing my thing now and everything back to normal Nah, jack like <laughs> don't get comfortable <laughs> like, like you I, i'm glad that snicker kind of brought it brought him back down like come on back down to earth a little bit we understand you've been doing your thing on the on, on the field but that doesn't mean that you can start hot dog and then pimping uh, shots and everything like that because like ballparks are built differently. Like that probably would have been that would have been out in Truist Park, but like parks are built differently, so you can't assume that that bad boy is gonna go out like that. And even if you did for a couple seconds, I'm like, oh shoot, that bad boy might not come in. You might need to take off running, but but and I think that the Snicker kind of brought him back down to earth, and I really really appreciate him for that. So now Ozuna. Stop smelling yourself, as the old folks used to say. (laughs) and uh, Keep your head down and keep working. That's my advice to you. And and my advice to all the listeners of ATL Day 1s, guess what, y'all? We appreciate y'all. Like all my guys, Archangel and and uh, four, Mr. 404 out there saying they're everydayers. If you're an everydayer, we appreciate you guys coming and rocking with us each and every day. Like you said, like you can do just like Archangel did or just like Slim Pickens did. They drop those comments in the comment box right there. Just let us know. You are an everydayer. And we really appreciate you. And we might give you a shout-out on the show as well. Get your name out there. You might become famous by being mentioned on our show. You never know. And if you're everydayer, you might be a day one If you've been here since day one, on ATL day ones, woo, we might have to come up with something special for y'all because y'all have been rocking with us for over a year. and We really appreciate you guys just for that. But Jamie, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on the show. Um, Today is no different. Last night, you know Jimmy Bucker, Jimmy Buckets, excuse me. His name was Jimmy Buckets last night, and uh, Bam Adebayo. They got that. They got their win on last night, one eleven to one oh eight. Jamal Murray tried to tie the ball game up in the last couple seconds, Jamie, but it did not work. Now, now you know where I'm about to go with this one because I, for one, have said on this show that I feel like the Nuggets are, gonna want, are going to win this series. I didn't say a sweep because I feel like. Miami is a greedy team They, you know, these guys fight, scratch, and claw, and all that stuff, underrated, and all that good stuff. You know, these dudes will find a way to at least get one win. But to you, after watching the game last night, do you feel like they have a chance?
1: I think anytime you have Jimmy Buckets. You know, Jim, Jimmy Butler is a gamer, man. He he's yeah. an absolute warrior, absolutely. Um, as Mike Malone described him um, when, before they got into the series, uh, I think you always have a chance. But I think if you look at that roster, top to bottom, Denver is definitely the most talented. Um, yeah. Jamal yeah, Murray yeah. has been incredible mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. off his injury, man. Yeah. Like like, I don't, I he is ascended into a top ten, top ten player in the league. And, of course, yeah. everyone knows, you know, Jokic is, is you know, phenomenal. Um, you know, one of the – Two-time, you know, maybe
0: should have been th- three-time MVP.
1: It, it, <laughs> it should have been, been three. <laughs> it should have been three. I think we were all out our heads for a second. Joel, and don't get me wrong. Joel Embiid, you know, played well. But I'm not snatching I, a
0: trophy from Joel Embiid because he um, had a hell of a season. Yeah, uh, absolutely.
1: absolutely. Yeah. But I think when you're talking about um, whether or not they have a chance, uh, I, I think Denver takes the series right. in six. Um, okay. But there is a puncher's chance uh, for Miami because Miami is an anomaly. They lose to the Hawks in the play-in. You know what I'm saying? They lose to the Hawks in the play-in. And that thinking, seems okay, like it
0: was a year ago.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, this team packed it in. They ready to go to Cancun. Yes. You know, all, all the bells and whistles. Right. But give Jimmy Butler credit and give Eric Spolstra. Man, look, I think as much credit as he does get, he doesn't get enough because mm. I think it's, it's very easy to say you can win championships with with the likes of LeBron James, Chris Bosh, um, you know, and others. Dwayne, uh, Dwayne. And Ray Dwayne. Allen. But. Dwayne. They've been in in just they have a winning culture, um, so much so that the control freak that is Pat Riley has relinquished the team to him. This is their exposure's team. You yeah. know, Pat Pat is, you know, he he's a closer. Yeah. You know, you know, you you talk about Pat, you know, slick back hair. He's the closer at this point. This is mm-hmm. Eric Spoelstra's team. So I think they'll always be in it. But if you look at that roster, just, again, top to bottom, you know, the likes of Vincent, Struce, um, you know, playing with the old Kevin Love. You know, this team, uh, you know, they're gritty. They fight. They are a reflection of their coach. But I don't think the talent really, really gets you over the Denver hump. Because yeah. Denver, you know, top to bottom, that starting five is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they, they got a chance, man. And I'll never say something surprises me, but, yeah, I think this is Denver's to lose still, even with it being tied 1-1. Yeah, I think,
0: I think it was very interesting how, you know, Eric poster, you know, game planned in this second game. Because that's this is one of the things that I've, I've always been enamored by when you we talk about a seven-game series is the, are the adjustments, right? Like what type of adjustments are you going to be able to make, and then for you know supposed to go with Kevin Love to start the game, and and then you know for Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry being able to come off the bench and and do what they do, it it was just amazing to kind of see how those things play out because Joker, yeah, he had a hell of a game. He dropped forty one, had eleven mm-hmm. rebounds, you know, only four assists, and a lot of people are pointing towards that. Like okay, let Joker go off for, for drop forty cool but you just kind of let make sure you t- pay attention to the guys that you know the other guys uh, I hate to kind of say that because these guys are in the NBA and they're in the best league in the entire world but you know that's kind of what they are in comparison to you know these the likes of Jamal Murray and um Nicola Jokic. so I think that we have got like like Contavious Caldwell Pope and, and Michael Porter Jr. have mm-hmm. off nights yep. and guess what the other guys for the Miami Heat They balled out, and that's why these are the differences in the game because it's hard to kind of carry teams like everybody say, you know, how like oh, Mike carried a team by himself and he won six championships by himself. Well, no, he didn't. No, he had guys like Scottie Pippen, who was a hell of a player, and you know, and he's a Hall of Famer player, you know, and he had guys like Dennis Robin, who just all he cared was about getting rebounds, like you know what I'm saying. So, when you have nights where Dennis Rodman don't do what he's supposed to do or Scottie Pippen don't do what he's supposed to do. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. And I think that's what happened to the Denver nuggets last night. Like when you have your, your other guys not doing what they're supposed to do and understand what their roles are and and not executing, That's what happened. I think, and and I think that I just don't think that that's going to happen three more times. (laughs) Like that's how I look at this series. But I I think it's the the series. Like you said, it's still going to be with the Denver nuggets. I think it's still going to go their way. But, um, because I just don't – the way that this team is so well-coached, like, like you mentioned, like Eric Sposter and how great of a coach he is, Michael Malone is needs his credit too because these guys are a machine, man. When they're on, this team is hard to stop. So I'm um, very interested to see how long the series goes and, and how many times we're going to say, hey, Jimmy – Jimmy Nim pulled it out. <laughs> you know how the old folks say, Jimmy and Jimmy yep. Jim and them. <laughs> them going to be able to pull that bad boy out. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And also, guys, we want to say thank you uh, for making ATL Day 1 your first listen today. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast, wherever you download the podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. That's how we get found out. That's how people find out about what we have going on right here on Locked On Sports at Lanta Into Our Every Diaries. We thank you. We appreciate you. And go ahead and flex on them and drop a comment in that comment box. Really appreciate you um in advance. And last but not least before we get out of here. Uh, first first of all, I got to say Jamie, thank you for filling in for Tanisha today and uh guys, Tanisha will be back tomorrow. I always got to remind the folks of that Jamie because you know folks they love themselves Tanisha Batiste. but yeah man, appreciate you uh locking in with me today.
1: No problem, my man.
0: My man, my man. And also guys, Before we get out of here, we always got to make sure that you guys, if you don't do anything else before you leave, make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love.